Coffee Matters podcast with me, Joey, joined tonight by Venny, which is a nice rare treat. Tonight, we are sitting down with two special guests. It is Anthony and Gary from the band Without Waves, who are due to release their new album, Comedian, on the 18th of March, which is about two weeks ago, two weeks away, I think. So first and foremost, gents, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time out of your day to chat to two lovely looking English lads like this. <laughs> Absolutely. Not Thank a problem. For Thanks for having us. us. So you guys are based in Chicago. Let's first take, how's things in Chicago? Cold? Windy? Yes. Very cold. It was 65 two days ago, um, Fahrenheit, and then it's been snowing all day today. So it's just all over oh, the place. Okay. Uh, it's been pretty miserable here. I yeah. don't know why the hell we're talking about weather. We should be talking about geopolitical issues. <laughs> we're British. That's all we're ever Absolutely. talking about is the weather. So. It is. It is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the album, um, which you can see behind me there, um, is out the 18th of March. Five years since your last album, that's five years? 2017, Luna. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Um, yep. I'm assuming the length of time in between is partly due to COVID. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, we were kind of close to having the record um, complete and entering kind of into mixing phase right around when that hit. And uh, I, I think when that hit, we sort of assessed where we were at. and We're like, you know what, we might as well take a little bit more time to kind of refine things the way we want them and things like that and see how that, you know, rolls out. Now, here we are in, you know, 2022. Uh, but uh, it's finally finally happening. So you must be delighted that it's finally out now, and you have the option to tour it. Yes, yeah, that it, you know that might have been sort of a selfish decision on our our part too. But uh, you know, in an ideal world, you want to be able to play play it in front of people. You know, um, so that it is exciting to finally finally get this out. So I should just say as well, sorry, I forgot in the introduction that um, Anthony, you're the guitarist and vocalist and Gary, you're the drummer, which is, it's great to have um, two people at either end of the stage to um, to actually talk about because uh, the drums on this album, Gary, we're going to get to at some point, but I just want to talk to Venny quickly because we're due to review this album on the podcast. So usually we review the album first and then speak to our guests, but Venny is just such a pain in the arse to try and get to talk to so this is actually quite a good thing that we're going to sort of do a little <laughs> snippet or review of the album Venny, i'm going to ask the guys as well in a minute but the one thing i want to talk to you about is in terms of the style of music how does it make you feel oh as someone who kind of tries to describe music and we as i'm not going to say journalists but we as reviewers do you know part of our our brief is to try and explain to people what broadly things sound like uh, for you guys that is very difficult and that is meant as a massive compliment um because there's so much that goes in to each song never mind the whole album so it makes it a really exciting challenge to try and explain that in words essentially thank you so my following question to you gary and anthony is how would you describe your music to fans of the genre metal genre how would you describe it um yeah it's definitely hard to do that and um it we can always tell that because of the wide uh range of bands that people tell us we sound like a lot of them that we've never heard of or never listened to <laughs> so 
yeah, I, yeah, if I, you know, I, I, I guess we say we're a metal band and then, but, <laughs> uh, there's a lot other stuff going on there too. So it's kind of hard to describe, I guess, if I have to describe our music to somebody who is aware of a good amount of bands, I would say, you know, a mix of like Dillinger Escape Plan, Porcupine Tree, maybe a little Tool. Uh, but as far as coming to saying a genre, um, that is, I think, a lot harder. It's definitely been difficult. Like, I think we've landed, we'll sometimes refer to ourselves as, for lack of a better term, as post-prog or post-progressive. Um, and we're not quite even happy with that. Um, but like you're saying, too, it's, it, it's we're, we're kind of s- sorry and not sorry it's so difficult to classify, right? You know, because I think it's important when you are sharing new music with the masses and, and people like that they have something to draw from, you know, uh, as far as descriptors go. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been difficult for us over the years to try to kind of encapsulate, um, you know, what we sound like with, with those terms. That being said, I do feel like this record, um, in comparison to our last release, Lunar, which came out in 2017, um, is definitely more focused. And I think, um, I think a little bit more, we kind of tightened a lot of aspects of who we were up and we wrote the songs within a shorter period of time, maybe like a two to three year process as opposed to like Lunar, which I mean, there were songs, you know, five, six years worth of work that, that went into that and, you know, different times in your life, you're different people, uh, you know, as far as growth is concerned. And so, but I, I do think we kind of, captured the essence of, of who we were uh, or, or who we are on this record so it was a question i was going to bring up later actually the um the step from lunar to comedian and d- do you feel um as as musicians individually or as a band do you feel that there has been a massive step between lunar and comedian in terms of the quality and output of each record i personally feel that way i think we did a very good job of connecting all the dots, uh, both, um, you know, musically, but also thematically. Um, even from a lyrical standpoint, there's a lot of interconnectivity between all the songs and the themes kind of explored, but also like still enough of a sense of mystery as to, you know, what something might be about. I think that's important for a listener too, is to be able to draw on what they're hearing or reading and, kind of create their own meaning with it. Um, so it's a, it's a fine line to walk, but I, I, I do feel like we really, um, I feel very happy with what we did. I think it, it was definitely a, a great step forward for us, just kind of tightening on what we already had. So Yeah, and I think we also got better um, with learning the best way to approach, you know, recording the album, whereas in the past things would kind of drag on and you know, we're not one of those bands where we um, record stuff at home um, for the albums and stuff. Like we go into the studio and have a guy who is very talented at making things sound good, record it. So it takes us a little longer in that respect, especially with the, the way a lot of people work today where they're recording their own music at home and then, you know, just sending it off to be mixed. Um, so I think we got a lot better at um realizing what the expectations are for that and um, planning accordingly with this album. 
Gary, I, I always liked um, when drummers come on to the show because I'm, a, and I use very inverted commas, drummer. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can pay, play like back in black. Um, and that's that's pretty much the extent of my drum. But um, That's a start. That's <laughs> a start, yeah. Maybe later we can talk about uh, one-on-one lessons, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but um, from your point of view, Gary, from a, a drummer's perspective and from your uh, playing style and technicality, do you feel like you progressed between the two albums as a player? Because I'll come on to what I think about the album shortly, but from what I hear on this album, the drumming is absolute top-notch. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I would say... Um, I definitely did. Um, I mean, the material was uh, a lot more complex, I think, in some ways. And, uh, you know, I'm someone who practices a lot anyways. um, And I play in other bands, you know, and a lot of that is just for, you know, keeping myself playing all the time and learning new things and incorporating different styles into my playing. So, um, so yeah, I think I definitely, I had to get better to play a lot of this stuff well and, you know, I didn't want to go into the studio and have everything sound replaced. Um, I wanted us to get like really good drum sounds and be able to have that be on the album the way we recorded it. So, you know, it was important to me to be able to play the songs and play them well and make them sound good. So that on my part, a lot of preparation went into recording the drums for this album. Anthony, I I noticed you, you've been nodding your head pretty much throughout what um, Gary's been saying there. So I assume you're in strong agreement with, how well or how good uh, um, Gary has been on this album. Yes. And normally Gary and I have a somewhat hilariously contentious relationship when it uh, comes to our, our contributions to this band. Um, so if I were joking with you guys, I would say I completely disagree <laughs> that he deserted worse than the last record. Um, but no, the reality, <laughs> the reality of it is, yeah, I, I think, the drum sounds like Gary was saying, and like Gary's a Gary's a beast. I mean, he what are you playing like seven different bands right now? But that usually hovers between like seven to twelve. Too many. Yeah, too many. Too many. <laughs> but I think one thing we make a good point too because like I think the amount of bands that you've been in and the different styles that you've played have really, really like just even uh, since Lunar. You know what I mean? Like like you've had all mm-hmm. of these opportunities to kind of do a lot of different things and then grind, you know, when it comes to, you know, writing and stuff like that. Cause Gary, Gary is always, always at our rehearsal spot, you know, that that's kind of his second home. Um, you sleep there every once in a while too. Um, if, yeah, if, if, if I'm tired. Yeah. Even, even like, like, um, you know, the, the, some of the actual like genuine like drum hooks on the record too. Like I'll, I'll be listening to certain songs and like um, slight and shadows. Uh, I think Gary uh, did a fantastic job on as far as just like the, the drums feel very spastic and fast, but there's also these really, really hooky rhythmic patterns too that complement you know, what's already there. So, so it's, 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 so basically what you're saying is when you're talking to people out in the open, he's great, but behind his back, you think he's done a rubbish job? Oh, yeah. actually, the reverse. Yeah, when I'm talking to people out in the open, he's a piece of shit. And it's horrible. But then when we're getting actually truthful, yes, he's he's very good. <laughs> okay, um, Benny, I'll let you um, jump in in a second. I just want to quickly um, 
we'll get onto the album now. And um, lads, this start of the year has been really strong with albums coming out. Uh, 2021 was really poor start to the year. Wasn't much coming out. This year, we've had uh, Wilderun. I'm just naming bands that I would like. Wilderun came out, Amorphous, uh, Crowbar's just been released, etc., etc. This promo came in and I heard the single Good Grief uh, first. And um, when I was on to Will, who is the prosthetic uh, publicist, I was like, send me this album right now. Send me this album. I was bugging him for days. He was probably fed up with me, which is fair enough. And when I received it and listened to this all the way through, this is one of the most batshit, crazy, incredible, fucking amazing album I've heard in such a long time. And Benny, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm spoiling our review later, but it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. There's so much in there. Um, to get on board and I've been plugging it to everyone I've been speaking to saying listen you have to listen to this because you mentioned before about Dillinger um, being you whether you like to be in that bucket of Dillinger obviously there will be likenesses in there and with the absence of Dillinger this album for me personally fills that void and Venny I'm going to pass over to you now I don't know if you feel the same way because you're a bigger Dillinger fan than me but what were you you thinking when you heard this album first yeah i i mean i'm a i'm a big dillinger fan and yeah there's clearly a big void now they've um disbanded but yeah what what really impressed me about the album is how many different types i mean we've already touched on how hard it is to characterize you guys and i know that's often a band's least favorite thing is when people try and put them into boxes of, of what's what they sound like and what their art is but yeah there's so much that goes into it and just i'm sure you get asked this question a lot but what are your kind of influences and how does that feed into your into your art and and what you put together um you know i think the four of us have a wide array of tastes and influences that have all kind of helped shape each one of us you know individually but there are certain bands and certain records that, you know, we're all drawn to or have been, you know, drawn to over the years. One of the things we recently, um, we did a little blurb with uh, Echoes and Dust where they asked about like three, mm. you know, kind of like uh, important records. Uh, and one of the ones that I wrote about was Dillinger Ironworks, actually. Um, I, I had discovered Dillinger maybe like during... Miss Machine. I was in high school when that came out. And uh, I, when I first heard it, I absolutely did not get it and turned it off <laughs> right away. Uh, <laughs> but I, I um, hear you. But, but over, over, over time, you know, and, and just sort of, I think once you kind of break past that, that door, um, you, when you get it, you get it. And um, that next record after that, I always really respected that band's tenacity. You know, that was a kind of a tumultuous time for them as far as losing uh, Chris Penny around that time and um, Gil Sharon coming in and replacing him on drums. And then uh, the other guitar player had some sort of health issue or what, I don't know. There was just a lot going on that and they pushed through and did it. And I, there's something about that record where you can hear, hear that, you know, you can hear that tenacity, you can hear the stress, you can hear the uh, anxiety and things like that. And so. One thing when I think about that record and how I felt when I listened to it, 
um, has certainly influenced me. And I think us too, especially with this record, because this, uh, this record for us, I mean, like when we were recording it personally, I was, I was like, just every aspect of my life required 120 percent uh, uh, effort and every everything felt like it was just failing and even when i was in the studio sometimes doing doing things and you know pushing through and 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 getting it done like i think that anxiety and that stress you can kind of hear it on, on the record and certainly you know lyrically but i always respected that band because of that and many other bands but that was just one of the uh the more important records um for me i don't know about you gary yeah i know that's i that seems to be there aren't a ton of albums anymore that everybody in the band agrees on or a ton of bands that everybody agrees on, but that's definitely an album and a band that I guess we all like. But um, as far as myself, I'm, you know, influenced by so much different music. I still listen to a lot of death metal, still listen to, I listen to a lot of jazz, you know, um, a lot of, I guess what people would call prog music, um, especially older stuff and, you know, everything. So, um, I try to, it's fun in this band, we get to kind of go and, you know, use different styles and, um, you know, take influences from places that you wouldn't normally think you would get them from. And, um, that's kind of what makes it fun. And I think that kind of comes out on this album. And just to kind of, to follow up that point, when you have all those kind of, all those disparate types of music that go into the melting pot in an album when creating an album, how do you keep the cohesion to make it sounds like a, a proper standalone piece of work rather than one random bit of jazz thrown into one, one random bit of hardcore? How do you as a band go about sculpting an album to make it cohesive? I think a lot of times Zach, the other guitar player, or I will, will come in with something maybe anywhere from between 50 to 90% complete as far as organizationally, um, you know, but the main thing is once we bring it into the room with the four of us, we still have this kind of like jam atmosphere of, you know, harping on a specific riff or, or a certain section and feeling things out and just kind of letting the natural, songwriting process take take place you know i think i can conceive something one way and maybe send gary a demo for example right and be like hey i was kind of thinking like this rhythm here would sound like this but then once it gets into his hands um it changes and then it's important too to kind of allow for that process to continue because even if it changes from what you originally perceive um it generally always improves and gets better because of that. You know, like the, um, I don't know. I've, I've really enjoyed what our songwriting process has been like, I think because of that, because at the core, we still are four people who get into a room together. Jumping into the songwriting um, process, um, Gary, I'll come back to you again. Um, so Anthony, you said that, you know, you come in with all these ideas, give Gary a demo. Gary, when it comes to you and you've got all these riffs and whatever from the lads, mm -hmm. wh where does your mind go? I'm trying to understand your process because these songs are very dynamic. Like you said, there's loads of different time signals in there. Do you just start with, right, I'm just going to start with a standard 4-4 rock beat and then I'll put, come up with some fills? Or does your mind straight away go to, go to how can I make this, not crazy, but how can I make this more interesting, if you know what I mean? 
yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it can be both. Um, cause sometimes I'll get something from one of them and immediately something cool will pop into my head. Um, and then there's times I'll get something and I'll be like, I have no idea where to go with this. So I'll, when that happens, I just put it on, on my headphones and sit behind the drums and, you know, play it over and over, just try different things on top of it, try things that I don't think are going to sound good, but do it anyways, just to see, because, you know, I, that's something I've got better at over the past few years too, is recording myself and, um, you know, uh, realizing that when you're playing, sometimes things are going to sound and feel a little different to when you go back and listen to it. Um, so I, I do a lot of experimenting in that regard when I get the ideas from the guys and sometimes they'll have a little direction. Other times, um, Anthony sort of gives a bit more direction, whereas Zach is just kind of like, here's a riff that's in 11, eight or something. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll get back to you in a couple of weeks on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a, my follow-up question was to be, so how long would it take you an average to, to complete one song? I, I was speaking to, um, a band called Persephone the other day. I don't know if you've heard of them from Andorra. They're like, yeah. And they were saying they're so anal about it. They could take them a week to write even a minute's worth of music. And from the style you guys are playing, I would imagine that with the amount going on, it can take quite a long while for all of you to sort of agree that this song is finished and good to go. Yeah, it does take a while to, um, more so because we usually, once we all are playing parts that are the same every time we play it and it's starting to become a song, it doesn't stop there. We don't really stop writing until the day we start recording. Even then, you know, you guys are adding extra stuff in the studio that had never been there before. So it, we just kind of keep messing with the structures and the sounds and uh, until we get the final mix and that's it. So yeah, it it definitely does take us a while. Some things quicker than others, but um, you know, it's been five years since the last one, so it took some time. <laughs> yeah. And and what what would you consider the was the not the worst song, but the toughest song on this album for you all to agree on? Because I would assume there was probably a few that are left on the cutting floor that you could have put in, didn't fancy. So which one out of the the final album was the the worst one for you as a band to work on? Well, probably. Set and setting took a while, right? Yeah, that one took a while. Yeah, that that was a beast. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, set and setting, and um, uh, slight and shadows too was kind of. We went through a lot of rehearsing, and uh, that song is very difficult. It's just got a lot of weird time signature changes in there and stuff like that. So that song took a while for all us all to get on the same page. Even when we finally started rehearsing again. Um, once the album was done, it took us a little while to be able to go back to being able to play that together. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's is set and the one the single or is it Slight and Shadows you released? Uh, Slight and Shadows Slight is and Shadows, the single. Sorry. Yeah, um, I think for me personally, uh, I think Algorithm is my song of the album and certainly my song of the year so far. I think it's absolutely incredible. I love the way it starts off. Yeah, that's a fun oh. song. Awesome. The um, can I ask you quickly on the um, is it eight eight one six two eight nine fourteen forty one something like that? What yeah. what's the story behind that, or is it just a random algorithm you threw up? Um, 
you know, I think initially like that song in itself, you know, uh, has sort of a, a binary feel to it, you know, as far as the repetitive aspects of it. So initially I was looking for something, um, repetitive in that section and, but also catchy. Um, and you know, that, that number, uh, itself is, could be considered more, you know, random. Uh, it's just a grouping of numbers that I either consciously heard somewhere or subconsciously, it just kind of popped into my head. And one day, uh, I remember grabbing my phone and whispering and singing that part into my phone, remembering that like, Oh, I'm going to put that there, you know? So whatever, I, you know, it didn't really come from anywhere specific or it's not necessarily like, um, alluding to anything. Um, but it does, I think, fit that section perfectly. So, yeah. And some guy with that phone number, um, you know, might get a couple of calls. I have a confession, right? About to get a lot I have of calls. a confession. Yeah. I Googled that today. I did Google that. Oh, I did. I Googled the number and I was like, is this going to be some sort of actual algorithm that has some scientific? And it was literally like, so and so from New Jersey. This is his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Don't Google phone numbers like that. You get into a lot of trouble. Uh, Benny? <laughs> yeah, I, just the last question for me is right now, with the availability of streaming services and everything else, there's so much music out there, and the whole world has been opened up to for people to release music and that's clearly a great thing how as a band do you go about kind of planting your flag on the map and standing out from the crowd and getting your art out there and heard that's a great question um yeah i mean our intention with this record was to be honest with ourselves and honest with what we were putting out there um and you know i i, I think putting ourselves out there in the way that we have since we've starting uh, started to promote this, like the video for good grief, I think is a great example of um, there's some serious themes, you know, on the record that we're exploring, but like at the core, like we're four dudes who are, are just kind of weird. Uh, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, that video was fun to kind of showcase, I guess, that aspect of our, our, our collective and just individual, you know, personalities, um, which I, I think was a great step for us, you know, as far as just kind of having something out there that people can kind of get sucked into and not necessarily like, you know, that really has nothing to do with the overall meaning of the, that song in particular, but, um, Damn, was there some great basketball playing? We hit like almost every shot in that in that clip. Of course, <laughs> all, all Ali straight in, yeah, yeah. Swish, unedited. That was oh, yeah. pure. Like, yeah, I mean, like we got on the court and and there were there were some scouts there, the NBA <laughs> scouts that were really yeah, totally. We're talking no cuts in those shots. Yeah, we got our, <laughs> our our representation talking to them now. So you might you might see us next year. Um, we might think about music. No. I don't. I, I, I don't know, Gary. You seem like you've you're you're quite tall, Anthony. I, I don't know. Are you are you as tall as Gary? I just think for the slam dunks. Uh, no, no. I'm five ten. I think Gary, you're six feet, right? Yeah, I think I'm about six feet. Oh, so. yeah. 
So maybe there's a so chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a chance. I mean, Zach's dunk at the end, that was all him. Really? Um, that was not <laughs> any sort of assistance with crew members or anything like that. He genuinely did that. Was it, was it like yeah. um, just stand, so standing on someone's shoulders and just like having the bottom half out of shot and just having him dunking in? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, I, I think what they did was uh, uh, we, we, they, they were originally going to shoot a green screen. Uh, but then someone had the idea of taking a ladder and then Zach kind of held himself on the ladder and the other people shifted it. And we just focused on his feet sort of, you know, gliding through the air. And then the yeah. final shot, yeah, he was standing on a, a table and, um, you know, dunking. And it was, it was very, very like Chappelle show Prince-esque initially. Uh, and then uh, it kind of morphed into uh, what, what we did. Who came up with the idea for the video? Because like you said, it is a considered like the music oh sorry the, the song good grief on it i don't want to disrespect you but it doesn't seem to fit the style of the video if you know what i mean because it's so much yeah. um i suppose comedic if you want to put the so who came up with the video i uh, i take well, extreme offense to that yeah uh no <laughs> Go ahead, well yeah we we were trying to come up with an idea for a music video and we were talking about all these um you know, serious concepts and how to do all these something with so much symbolism and stuff like that. And then I think Anthony was your idea. You were just like, let's just film a basketball game because we talk about basketball all the time. So we were just like, let's do something stupid instead of trying to, you know, be all serious or put a ton of meaning into something uh, just for the sake of it, you know? No, for sure. And I think, I think that's sort of like, we put enough, I think thought and, uh, effort into you know the music and, and the lyrics on the record and i think sometimes having like a wacky funny video um is just a more enjoyable watch i think it matches the song too because like you know i mean it's a very heavy song but it's also got kind of a playful vibe to it too so it, it, i think it matched the overall uh video and that getting that video done was that was one of the most stressful things that we've ever done trying to find a gym and uh getting custom jerseys and just it was uh but dustin smith is the videographer that we worked with on that and um he's got a vast resume of really really you know fantastic um you know videos but he just did a great job of taking kind of like our vision and then uh just sort of expanding on it and you know we did it uh in what did we do? We did two days. We did 20 hours split between, you know, two days and, and got the performance done the first day, then the, the game done the second day. And then, um, yeah, we're going to, Gary and I are going to be signing our NBA contracts uh, yep. next week. So, <laughs> so is, is there going to be a merch line of um, Without Waves NBA basketball tops? Are they going live soon? Uh, yes. So we got them up on our band camp right now for pre-order. And then, um, I was actually just working with the company that we were ordering them from, uh, just talking to them today about an issue. Regardless, um, we'll have a very limited run um, by the time uh, we reach our release show in a, in a couple of weeks. And then from there, you know, we'll continue re replenishing from there. So. Let's keep an eye out for that then. Get myself some, 100% yeah. get myself some of that. Um, awesome. Absolutely. In turn, you, you mentioned about vision there and how um, the videographer took your vision. I just want to talk about prosthetic as a label quickly. And obviously, 
like the album let's just make this clear is absolutely brilliant like i love it i've been listening to it non-stop um when you are writing this music and uh, how much of the label involved with it and or how supportive are they of you to create this kind of music because you do hear a lot of stories potentially not so, so much now but previously where labels will get involved and be like oh lads you you know you can't be doing that that's we're not going to sell records off that so how supportive have prosthetic been for you guys uh very supportive they haven't really said anything that have um you know negative about anything we're doing or anything like that i mean i think we sent them the album and um they immediately replied with what their ideas for singles were and you know they just had a lot of positive comments about the album and everything. So yeah, they, there's no, there hasn't been any, um, I guess, artistic interference on their part at all. Yeah. They kind of just let us do, do our thing, uh, which is fantastic. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, after we sent them the album, uh, Steve Joe, uh, who works at uh, prosthetic, you know, he, he was, he gave us kind of like, Oh, well, these songs are kind of cool for, for singles, but let me know what you guys want to do. You know, like, like very more con- conversational as far as just like, um, you know, when it comes down to, uh, even like the artwork choice, you know, uh, uh, that we went with, you know, we, we found that and, and, um, you know, I think it's been a, a good combination of us just sort of giving them whatever we do and then, them take go running with it, you know, uh, and promoting it that way. So. Is this album sort of cathartic for you? I mean, the it, it touches on uh, human tragedy, and I think if correct me if I'm wrong, the sort of way the album is is that you know there's so much tragedy that you know you just have to sort of laugh to try and get through. Is that a fair statement of how you approach writing the lyrics and the sort of base of the album? Definitely, there 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 is humor in human tragedy, and I think one of the reasons that we called the album comedian, um, you know, that there are things just from an artistic standpoint that a comedian will say or, or, or do that, you know, maybe people will be thinking in their heads, but might not say it, or it's maybe not appropriate to say it or what have you. Um, but also just from an artistic standpoint, um, life is very nuanced and, even, um, you know, there's this phrase, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? You know, uh, I think as I've aged and even just collectively, like the light at the end of that tunnel isn't always bright and sunny and blue co- uh, blue skies and clouds. It, it's a lot of times it's gray and it's murky. And despite that, you know, just kind of accepting that, you know, that is what, what it is going to be and just to relish you know, in, in the things that matter and the things that bring you, bring you joy when you get them, you know, um, that, that, that's kind of what, what it means. Gary? To me, at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree with all of that. It's definitely, um, a, a lot of between the four of us, a lot of personal things happened over the past few years. And, um, obviously this whole, uh, the world shutting down for two years thing. And, <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the I would definitely say the album is cathartic and um, it's just kind of a, a statement about how we've managed to um, to get through everything individually and as a group. Benny, you've been very quiet there, so I'm going to ask you sort of a follow-on from these. I know you're not in the bands, but you're all sat in the same line, so you, you are to me at the moment. <laughs> Actually, can you yeah. join the band? We need a new drum. You play? <laughs> I, I can't even do Back in Black, to be honest. But... <laughs> 
Who knows your opinion of your own drama? You know, maybe we, can just, we just need you for photo ops, and, and we'll we'll just do everything electronic in the studio. Gary, you can stay home. It's fine. So. That's cool. Sounds that, good. That he okay. will need a wig, though. That is a deal breaker for the photo shoots. <laughs> so, sorry, coming back to the question, buddy. Uh, the, the lads just said there about a, a cathartic album. We've all been through this. Um, you know, everyone has. People have died. It's been horrendous this last few years. Does does the album sort of make sense to you when the lads explain like that? Yeah, yeah, and it's a bit of a tangent, but I was going to follow up on that. In, in I guess it's less so musicians, but definitely comedians now, with the whole cancel culture and everything else. That you know, those dark things that you talk about that people, you know, used to at least make jokes about, and as a way of getting through. Actually, a lot of comedians are finding themselves really censored now. What What is your take on that? In, in I guess it doesn't affect you as musicians so much, but does that is that something you're trying to say with the album as well? We weren't necessarily, I guess, trying to comment on, um, I guess, the way you know society or culture has has changed in that way specifically, but. I guess it's more so just about like provoking conversation and like actually like talking, talking to each other, you know, like, like good grief is, is kind of a, about that, you know, um, things, uh, in the U S in particular, um, uh, with, with Trump and office, for example, things were always, were just so toxic and you're just constantly reminded of, you know, how shitty people are. <laughs> and, um, you know, there was just such a, a, a wide variety of, you know, responses to that, to the point where just, you know, I, I think in, in general art, um, you know, is, is subjective. Um, art can also be criticized. Art can also be shunned. Um, but at the very, I think the most important thing is it, it, it should be thought provoking, you know, um, and it, and it, and things should be talked about, you know, we, we all got to talk to each other. So, the album's out in two weeks' time. You've got a release show coming mm-hmm. up. Talk to us about that, because, I mean, I can't remember the last time I went to a gig, let alone to a release show, Benny. I don't know about you, but uh, what's the plan What's the plan there? What's Where is it held and all those details? Um, it's at Reggie's uh, Rock Club in Chicago, which is um, definitely one of our favorite local places to play. Um, awesome club, awesome people that work there. Um, so... Then we got uh, three of our friend friends bands playing, um, so that should be pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the day after the album comes out, Saturday, March nineteenth. Yeah, and we're playing so. uh, guest uh, nomads and from beyond these walls. And then the week previous to that, Friday the eleventh, um, there's a, a burger joint in Chicago called Kuma's Kuma's Corner, and they they made us a, a custom without waves burger. And so we're going to have like a little listening event um, Friday the 11th and we're going to eat yeah. uh, really good food and, and listen to the record and drink beer. And yeah, it'll be a good time. That, that is exactly what I like to hear after, you know, what we've been talking about all this crap going on, like little things like that, this burger joint here, making a burger yeah. That's so good. And like hats off to them for that, because that even fills my heart with joy all the way from over the other side of the pond. You must be like, delighted to have that like oh yeah it's i mean they um they're kind of known for having 
uh, their burgers are all named after metal bands. Oh, cool. And, uh, um, but they'll do special ones too. Like they have the, the staples, like, you know, the Led Zeppelin or um, the Pantera burger or stuff like that, but they'll do special ones. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big honor. If you know, Kuma's um, I'd imagine, uh, you know, winning a Grammy wouldn't even feel this good as having a Kuma's burger. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us, what's on this special burger? Benny, sorry, well, Benny. If I'm going to join the band, I hope it's going to be a vegan burger. <laughs> yeah, they have the they have the option. Yeah, they absolutely have that. Option. Yeah. Uh, the burger itself, yeah, it, a burger patty, fried egg, a secret seven sauce, which was our third single. It's a it's a spicy pickled onion aioli, arugula, and cilantro. So kind of an, an interesting. I'm looking forward to trying it. I haven't haven't tried it and yet. Gouda. Oh, and smoked Gouda. I always forget. Yeah, that. don't forget the smoked Gouda. Let's forget that. Yeah. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at Benny's face. Benny, does that sound appealing? Yeah, to be fair, it does. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it, but it does sound very appealing. <laughs> That's all right. Um, Benny, I don't know if you've got any questions you want to see us out with. I've just got one you, more. You far um, away, mate. You take this moment. All right, mate. Uh, is is this an album that you can see yourselves playing in full live? Um, we were just talking about that the other night. Like, I don't know that we're fans of doing that or seeing that. Um, <laughs> it's always so like um, I don't know. Anytime I've seen a band do that, it's not as cool as I think it's going to be. Yeah, just yeah. because the show, you don't, you just know what's happening next the entire time. You know, there's no surprises or anything like that. Um, and we did that for Lunar and we kind of felt that way on stage too. Like, you know, it just felt like everybody in the room knew what was coming next and we knew what was coming next. And, uh, well, I hope you knew so, what was coming next cause you're playing the yeah. music. Otherwise you'd be yeah, a real surprise. Yeah, true. Drummer. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we, we're playing most of the songs live at Reggie's um, uh, at, for the show, uh, just not in the order of the album for the most part. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I suppose we could do it someday though. 10 year anniversary, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean because this started, Venny, I think we were a bit younger when it sort of first started this band's playing their album in full and, at the time, yeah. it was quite exciting. I think it might have been, was it Metallica did it first? I could be wrong, but anyway. But then it got like that where, okay, Fear Factory are playing Demanufacturing full, and okay, after, yeah. you played, after you played Replica, guys, we don't want to hear the rest of the album, you know, we know what. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even these days, and this is coming back to Venny's point on the streaming, is that it's so hard these days. I mean, for example, myself and Venny went to see I Maiden in London, like our favourite mm. band together. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a year in advance. And the amount of time myself and Benny had to avoid set list spoilers. Just like, and you're not even asking for it. Like, just in a WhatsApp, oh, did you see, you know, someone yeah. puts a picture. Here's the main set. It's like, oh, trying to avoid it. It's so difficult in this yeah. day and age. So I know exactly what you mean. But anyway, sorry, that was just yeah, more I think it was a compliment, just... wasn't it? You were yeah. saying that, you know so strong is all the material front to back off this album is that you would like to hear it all live but um yeah 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 maybe not in order and only that they could <laughs> like yeah, a no, it would, order or something 
yeah, something like that. Or yeah, it would require us playing hour long sets, I think, because what's the album's like 55 minutes or something like yeah. that. So we don't always have that amount of time when we're playing gigs anyways. So um, it would it would just depend, I guess, on our time slot. But we do want to be able to play. We basically can play the whole album uh, currently. Um, we just are choosing to skip a couple songs, at least at this first show. I mean, that's good considering you wrote the album that you can play all of it as well. Otherwise, yeah. I, you know, Andy, I can see what you mean now, like we need a new drummer. Like, that's <laughs> Yeah. Um, now, final question for you lads before I let you go. Um, any plans to hit Europe um, to tour this or tour at all in Europe? Uh, yeah, we definitely would like um, to get over to Europe. We're planning to do some stuff this summer in the US. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, we can find someone in Europe that wants to work with us and get us over there because yeah. we'd love to go play over there. Yeah, we've been wanting to go over there for for many years, and so I, I think it would be wonderful uh, to make it over there. Um, you know, in in the coming year uh, for something a little bit longer and extended. So it'd be great, great to yeah. see you over here. Yeah, no, hopefully we can make it um, over there for this album. How big is how big is your place? Could we could we just I was... Do you know, Andy, I was just about to say, I will even make you a signature burger at my house and okay. you can just jam in my front <laughs> no, room. Sweet. All right? Perfect, man. Yeah, that, that's a deal. Send so, us the details. We'll book our flights like, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. There's plenty of room. Um, if you don't mind dogs and children getting up at seven in the morning, this place is for you. Awesome. Right up our alley. <laughs> Listen, guys, uh, we've taken up plenty of your time. I appreciate... Um, your time and sitting and chat with us has been absolutely wicked um i just want to give a shout out to will from prosthetic records for setting this up because i've been yes. badgering him for so long <laughs> so apologies um but the album's absolutely brilliant guys congratulations i hope the release party goes great i hope you get loads of success off the back of it that you deserve and venny is there anything you want to say before we yeah no on? thanks guys and enjoy the burgers thank you thank you, thank no, you guys for having us on yeah, sincerely, thank you for for speaking with us and and yeah and li- and listening. You know, we we appreciate your your kind words and just like yeah, we're we're glad you're we're glad you're both digging it. So <laughs> it's our pleasure. And until the next time, I see you in my living room. Absolutely, we'll see you next time on Heavy Matters. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Take thank care. you. Cheers. Have a good one.